Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Zero Weakness Podcast. I'm here with myself, as myself. Yeah, third person. Yeah. Uh, we got Bridget, Tombro, and CJ. Uh, yeah, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, this episode is sponsored, just like every other episode, by Establishment Coffee Co. If you want to get a discount on your coffee, head to the website. Use. 025 for 25% off your next order. That's 025 for 25% off your next order. And or, free shipping. Oh, and free shipping. <laughs> yeah. Like clockwork. Yeah, like clockwork, baby. Zero with a W. Yeah, zero with a W. That's the one. All right. Um, Before we get started, what are we grateful for? CJ, what are you grateful for, brother? Oh. Um, what am I grateful for? I wasn't ready for this. I'm grateful for that intro. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Grateful. Um. Um, 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 can we come back to me? I need to think of a. Wow, I don't <laughs> want to say the same one. The first thing that came to my mind was the weather. Yeah, what's wrong it's with that? Yeah. Well, I said it last week. <laughs> yeah, well, but yes, I, lo- I I'm I'm loving winter. Gold Coast winter, Gold Coast winters. I reckon it? is the best season in the world everywhere. Gold Coast winter is the best. Absolutely, I love it. Tombras, the internet. Oh, I'm grateful for the internet. Um, it's it's pretty crazy. Like I'm so I'm going to uh, to the UK and to Ireland um, in the next couple of weeks, and just having the internet put the feelers out there for a workshop. Put out two workshops. Another person contacted me for a third work- workshop, and they're filling up. It's, it's just crazy that you know people from around the world see what we do at Zero and are interested in it. It's amazing. Um, so you know. It's a lot of money. I'm going over there specifically to, to um, handle my man Dale Longford over at the Irish Pro. Um, and it's a lot of money for these trips, you know. I, I do it because I like to be at these my lifters' big competitions when I can. And so the workshops were actually an afterthought. It was just like, well, it's going to cost me a lot to get o- over there if I can recoup some funds and um, cover some of the trips. So I'm really grateful that I've been able to cover most of the cost through these workshops. That's awesome. Bridget, what are you grateful for? My new sleep schedule. Nice. It's only been one week and it's changing my life already. I used to stay up too late and sleep in and now I'm getting up before the sunrise every day and it's just making my whole day. What's the expression? Own the morning, own the day. Win the morning, win, win the, the morning, morning, win the day. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was yeah. early bird gets worms. <laughs> gets worms. <laughs> same, same. And I've seen some beautiful sunrises this week, so I'm very grateful for that. Nice. Yeah. So what time are you going to bed? I'm going to bed. I'm getting tired around nine o'clock now. I used to fall asleep around midnight, and I'm going to bed at nine, and I'm getting up at about between five five thirty a.m. Nice. Yeah, I love it. James Hendry, um, I am grateful for. This is a really it's a random one, but access to healthy food, nutritious food. I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very spoiled for choice in Australia mm-hmm. with food. Like I don't know if you, even when you go to New Zealand, sometimes it's hard to find like a. You know, it's just kind of the same shit everywhere. Mm. Well, especially in Christchurch, like there's Maccas, there's Burger King or Hungry Jacks uh, and all that shit. And we got so much here on the coast. Yeah. Mm. Nice. All right. Sweet. What have we been up to? CJ, what have you been up to? Wait, am I allowed to say this? CJ's full time? Yeah. Yeah. CJ's CJ's full time on the books now at Zero. Yes. I am full time for Zero as um, the media guy, guy behind the camera um, and- and barbering. So, yeah, that, that's been fun. 
getting more involved with creating content for all the gyms. Um, Media manager. Mm, not yes. just the Ooh, guy. Manager. Yeah. Not just the guy behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I manage the media all by myself. Nah, um, yeah, and it's awesome. We got some cool projects coming up. Um, th- and uh, yeah, I can't wait to showcase it. What's uh? What's one thing that you're thinking about that you want to bring to the team straight away? Is there anything that you like want to implement straight away? Um, probably uh, more consistent content going on social medias and spreading it throughout um, our other platforms like YouTube and um, yeah, more variety in content. And now that I'm on full time, I can um, I guess spend more time and be more intentional and ha- um, output like better quality of content as well. Are you, are you going to make a zero TikTok? I don't know. I've been thinking about it. Eh? <laughs> are you on TikTok? Um, I, I have an account, but I never check it. Do you know what I thought CJ was going to respond with? I don't really have time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Look, boss, I'll make it work. <laughs> I'll see if I can fit it in. But I'm not on it. This is as bad as Bridget's one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I used to be. Yeah, when I was on it. <laughs> Tom, bro, what I you deleted been? the app. I did. <laughs> Have you ever been on TikTok? Remember, I showed you a video and you were disgusted. What was it? I showed you a video of me doing a TikTok dance like years ago, and you're like, okay. nah, that's fucking. <laughs> don't ever do that again. <laughs> me, you, and Edan were cracking up laughing. Wow, I, I, I vaguely remember it. I didn't even realize TikTok that was that old. No, nah, because remember I, sh- I was telling you about it. I was like, yeah, bro, it's like dances like this. And then I showed you and you're like, can you not show me that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that that would legit be the only time I've ever seen the app is when you showed me that. Time. Yeah. I've, I've never seen it otherwise. Really? Yeah, I don't even know what it looks like. I see TikTok videos on Instagram all mm. the time. Mm. Um, but yeah. It's so easy to get caught up in. Yeah. It's a black hole yeah. for a lot of people, yeah. eh? Yes. Mm-hmm. Instagram's uh, ha- moving in that direction. Well, how how is yeah? I was gonna say how is it more of a black hole than than Instagram? Because I'm getting worse. I got really good with Instagram stuff, especially at nighttime. I'm getting worse at, at going down like real holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's like Reels, but ten times better. Yeah, okay. well, the Reels are like the boring side of TikTok. Mm. It's very controversial. Some of it. Mm. Yeah, depends on what side of TikTok you land on. There's lots of different sides mm. you can end up on. Mm. As a seasoned veteran over here. What's algorithm that's coming up on her feed? (laughs) There's actually a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of things lately about how TikTok allow, um, like they're giving people with, what's the word? They're giving people with, they're giving platforms to people that shouldn't have platforms. Mm. And because they're generating profit over, they keep feeding their stuff through the algorithms. Like there's this dude who's like a misogynistic, like fucking pig and his stuff's all over the internet. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew Tate. That's the one. Yeah, and I saw the, I saw this big thing about um, yeah, how they've been given a platform and they do it for so many people and mm. yeah, it's pretty hectic. What have you been up to, Thomas? Just working away, getting um a couple of new gyms ready to go. Uh, that's that's all. That's all happening. We got our. I posted a thing the other day about like, here's another gym with all the boxes of equipment sitting there, and people think people have thought that the the building that all those boxes are in is going to be the gym. So people are responding in one of two ways, either like, whoa, that's gigantic. This is going to be huge. Or that's actually kind of gross. <laughs> it's in a real dingy shed, but it's literally, it's a storage facility. Like it's not the gym. It's just where we're keeping the equipment for the time being until we, until we get that moving. So um, sorting out a couple of gyms has, has been eating up my time as well as just getting ready for this European trip. That's it. You're a busy man. Entrepreneur. 
Mogul. Uh, yeah, Mogul's business mogul. I love that word, mogul. A- any, any concept of busyness is just a projection of our own our own understanding of what we can fit into the same 24 hours of anyone else. Ooh. It's easy to look at someone and be like, because it's, it's the thing that pisses me off the most when people message me, sorry to bother you, I know you're a busy man. No, you don't. You know what I want to. You know what my schedule looks like. Uh, because in my eyes, I'm not busy. I'm not busy enough. And I look at other people and I think, fuck, they must be busy. And they mm. probably think the same thing. Yeah, so, I like that. So don't call me busy. Spoken like a true, <laughs> spoken like a true mogul, eh? <laughs> Just like a true mogul. <laughs> oh man, Tom Brosey. Um, Bridget, what have you been up to? Um, not much. I finished deload week, so I'm in week one of another volume block. But I started swimming again last week. Nice. Um, yeah, it was a lot harder than I remember. I used to swim all through high school. And primary school. But yeah, I'm loving it. I'm determined to get better. Yeah. Are you doing it solo or do you have a coach? No, just by myself at the moment. So yeah. I was talking to Rochelle about this the other day. When I learned how to swim again, like a couple of years ago, I went to the local pool and I'm like, hey, I want to learn how to swim. Do you guys offer any like coaches or classes or anything like that? They're like, yeah, I mean, we've got kids classes. I'm like, cool. I'm 30. <laughs> so do you offer anything that would be suitable for me? And they're like, no. Not really. Yeah. This yeah. is the aquatic and center, so maybe they do. Well, so this was a big aquatic center. And so I was talking to Rochelle because she's um, training to do a triathlon. Uh, and so she started swimming and her and another person have found a swimming coach. And she was saying it's been really, really hard to find someone to do adult swim swimming lessons wow, with. Wow, no way. Yeah. Mm. I know Marianne from here used to get swimming coaching, but she's the kind of person that like finds the best coach on earth yeah. Yeah. and just like goes hundred percent with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, I was just wondering, I, I just remember looking for a, it's a business opportunity for all of you out there. If you know mm. how to swim, adult yeah. swimming lessons, go for it. Yeah. I actually just heard this on a podcast as well. They're like, really? Yeah. They were talking about it being a business opportunity because someone I know on this podcast, he went to go get swimming lessons and it was like 60 bucks an hour for group sessions. And he got to the lesson and there's 10 adults here. So mm. this guy's making 600 bucks a session and he's doing them twice a day, five days a week. That's sick. Yeah. Wow. Wow, so there's a lot of demand for that. Mm. Mm. There's a lot of adult. Wow. Because there's a lot of people that don't know how to swim. Yeah. But speaking of Rochelle swimming, I follow her. We follow each other on Strava. She's a beast in the water. Is Who's Strava like where you track your yeah. running stuff? Yeah. yeah. So running, swimming, biking, Damn. workout, like everything. Yeah. She she does like two kilometer sessions. Does she put her bike rides up there as well? Yeah. She, she does nope. like 50Ks. Yeah. 60Ks. Twice a week or five, yeah. Oh, she, wow. she does a lot. Mm. Mm. That's Rochelle's cool to amazing. see. Beast. Mm. Yeah, she's a weapon. Mm. Uh, what have I been up to? I have been just plotting away, scheming, planning. No, nah, I'm not doing any scheming. of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <What's your scheming? laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I've just been working, training, rinse and repeat. Um, no, nah, it's good. Swimming, running, lifting. Uh, just for the people, everybody at the gym, when they see me training, they go, oh, Henny, you training for once. I never stopped training. <laughs> <laughs> I never stopped training. It's funny because people like people will come at the same time on the same days, mm. week in, week out, without fail. Mm. And so if something's different, they're like, since when did this happen? Mm. Like Josiah used to always be like, who's that? And I'd be like, bro, that guy's been a member for like five years. And he's like, how come I didn't know about this? Because like, you haven't met him. Yeah. You're not at the gym 24-7. Yeah. yeah, it blew my mind the other week when I realised that one of the regular morning people didn't know one of the regular night people. Yeah. I was talking to him about him. 
They asked like, who Rick that? was. Yeah, who's Rick? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean Rico. who's Rick? <laughs> what do you mean? That's Rick. Rick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it still happens to me where I'm like, oh, who's that? Like, they've, they just signed up and you're like, no, they've been a member for so long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what, was that Evan you were talking about? No, it was Rick and Luke. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rick and Because Luke. Evan, Evan Pennell is currently, I think I'm right about this, Evan Pennell is currently the longest serving member. Yeah. He's a vet. And most people, if you said, hey, have you met Evan? They'd have be like, who's, who's mm. Evan? Because now he, he used to train in the afternoons, but now he trains exclusively at like five in the morning. Mm. Right? Yeah, I don't think I've met him before. I saw him for the first time in like six months when I did the barbecue the other day. Yeah. Yeah, I see him every morning, but he's always here probably an hour before me. He mm. gets here at like five o'clock, maybe just before five. Yeah, he's a vet. But also just something funny. So now that I'm not like powerlifting training raven and J- uh jack barnes they say i don't train anymore they say i work out what dog he works out to stay toned <laughs> yeah. such dogs actually. oh my gosh Doesn't you don't train. train you work out i'm like whoa well it just shows how much with that whole like not seeing each other morning night like steve mm. um he, he was like the other day he was like i haven't seen henny in three months yeah, yeah, that's because he so. trains at 2 a.m. Yeah. Exactly. Trains, <laughs> I was like, nah, he's here. I see him every day at work. Like, yeah. he's still around. Hey, Steve Wang, let's keep it that way, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to ever see you again. <laughs> Them's fighting it's words. Very intentional, Steve, that you don't see. <laughs> no, I love Steve. Me and Steve, Steve's uh, been one of my longest friends in Australia. I don't mm. know if people know that. And the week I signed up here at Zero in like 2017 or whatever it was, uh, that week I said to him and Bjorn, boys, I found a fucking powerlifting gym. Because they were really powerlifting, like without yeah. really knowing they were powerlifting. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, where? And I said, around the, wor- uh, around the corner from work. And then they signed up lit- literally the day after. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And they've been here ever since. Yeah. Well, wow. Beyond's moved to um, Taiwan, Taiwan mm. now. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's because he's not on social media. Mm. Dang. He's on yeah, WeChat. How long ago did he leave now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm one of his <laughs> oldest friends. He didn't fucking even tell me. He, he came in to say bye to you and you weren't here and then he said he was going to come back. Oh, oh well. well <laughs> see you soon, Bjorn. Bjorn would have just been like, yeah, just tell him I said bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what he would have done. Yeah. Has he moved there? Yeah. Yeah, his partner's from there, isn't she? Mm. Right. Dang. Mm. Oh, that's cool. All right, Tom, bro, have you got a grievance for... Oh, grievance. Grievance. Have you got a grievance? Nah. The gratitude's are keep, keep him level. I love that. He's because he's gone. A, he's gone on tour, eh? But <laughs> he's gone on tour. He can't wait to get away. Tour, <laughs> revenge tour. That's it. That's it. That's it. But no, I, I, no, I don't think I do. Off the top of my head, to be honest. Nice. That's good. Uh, I'm going to update what I've been up to as well. I went up to Mackay on the weekend, um, and I love that gym. Like it's so cool. Because like, we we're. we're we don't see the Brisbane people too often or the Southside people too, like you guys don't. I see them a bit more often. Um, but we're still kind of closely connected with them, whereas Mackay being a little bit further away, we kind of feel a little bit more disconnected. And you go up there and it's just like walking into home. Like it's such a cool gym, such a cool community. Um, we ran an APL comp up there. It was a little comp. It was so much fun. It was, yeah, really, really, really good time. That's sick. It looked like a really well-organized comp as well. Oh, they always are. They kill it up there. That's sick. Yeah, they're a well-oiled machine. Dean's been running powerlifting comps for close to 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's got it down, Pat. That's sick. <clears throat> and so where you're up to, I saw you do a post the other day about the coach development program. You're just about to take your final intake for the year. Yeah. Do you want to plug that? Yeah, get, for sure. Get the word out there. For sure. So um, just uh, like the the 
gist of the post I put up is like as zero gets bigger and they keep opening up, I get questions all the time about people wanting to either open a zero or work for zero. And the, the post I made is, is not a marketing scheme. It's, it's the reality. Like I have a list of people who have done the coach development course who I'm like, that person's a gun, that person's a weapon. If I ever open a zero here, I'll talk to them. You know, I've, I've got a list of people who have demonstrated their ability to take on board the thinking, the systems, the application of those systems. I've got a list of those people. Um, and sorry, I just started uh, getting Eminem lyrics in my head. <laughs> I got a list of here's all of my list. Anyway, um, <laughs> so might have to clean that bit up. CJ. No, leave it in. No. Uh, so yeah, the the best way to be considered for zero is to is to do the coach development program. And outside of that, I mean, it's it's a it's a good course that almost two hundred coaches have done. Um, and I've got tons of testimonials of people, you know, transforming their businesses, improving their coaching. It's something that I'm very passionate about. Um, Jordan runs it also in the Northern Hemisphere. So if you're up that way and you're looking at getting on board, but the time uh, difference is difficult to make the calls. Jordan is a great educator up there that runs it for me there too. Uh, so yeah, just trying to fill out that last intake. And then when we have Rochelle on, on Friday, we'll talk about it, but we've got a nutrition course coming out. That's nice. um, a nutrition coaching course. And I've got a business course coming out as well. So um, zero will be moving pretty hard into the education space next year. That's um, awesome. And the coach development course is probably going to undertake another iteration and change a little bit so this is i get the feeling in 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 the in my heart of hearts that this is going to be the last iteration of this version of the course so it's really important that if you're keen to get on board you get on board this intake Mm. well it's only going to get better as well i'm i'm lucky enough to say i was part of the i might have been the very first intake of the coach development course you so the way it started out and originally it was just Mm one-on-one and so i had maybe 20 or 30 coaches come through one-on-one and then I did one big intake with a group, and then you guys were the second group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we were part of the second group, that was back in 2019. Obviously, it's only gotten better since then. But my experience with the coach development program, it it literally changed it changed my life. Like, um, that sounds very corny, but in terms of the way, because I had no intentions of being coach at all. Mm-hmm. Part of my job is coming on board as a gym manager. I, you know, I had to. Um, Thomas was like, hey you should do this course too. So I sat in on it and I really loved it. And we sat down every week and, you know, we just got to pick Tom's brain. He had it structured in a way that, um, he had it structured into, what do you call it? Units, blocks, segments, whatever you want to call it. Modules. 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 That's the one. But, um, man, I took everything, everything I took away from it. Like, yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the course. You learned a lot and it's specific to powerlifting. There's not many places you can go learn about powerlifting, uh, learn about business, learn about, um, you know, the art of coaching all under the one umbra- umbrella. Mm. And yeah, like you said, there's over 200 people who've done it and all the, all lots of really good coaches that I know, they've all taken part in it too. And um, yeah, I just think it's an awesome course. Yeah, Thanks. I just finished it too. I absolutely loved it. I think we had the last call two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it completely changed things for me as well. Mm. Like it just made it so easy to analyze the three lifts and, and it was amazing. I look forward to it every week and now I'm sad that it's over. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I recommend it to anyone. Yeah, I mean, it's like I've been doing, I've been involved in powerlifting for 15, oh no, longer now, since I was 16. So what am I now? Yeah, 17 years I've been involved in powerlifting. Half of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, since coaching, I've looked for education. I'm hungry for education. I like learning. 
and there's nothing out there for powerlifting or there has been nothing out there for powerlifting until the last few years. And I want to make it clear, like the course is not all powerlifting. It's really strength training, which is what powerlifting is. Powerlifting is really just the peaking aspect and the specificity aspect. So it's really a, a strength coaching course, but with a heavy powerlifting flavor. Um, and yeah, it's been born of the fact that there's not much out there. The stuff that is out there is really just like functional anatomy and a few tips. I've been wanting to, to showcase exactly what we do and, and how we've gotten the results that we've gotten, which is a complete system. It's a way of thinking. It's a, a, a series of applications based on principles. So in module one, I present to you the principles. Module two, I show you how to apply them. And then module three, we look at the everything again through the very specific lens of powerlifting. Um, and it's extensive, you know, a lot of these courses run for a weekend or, you know, eight to 12 weeks. This course takes six, six months. It's, it's a commitment, but it's, uh, you know, guaranteed uh, essentially to make your coaching better. Mm, that's a, like, like Thomas said, it creates a framework, creates a system for you to use and it just makes coaching so much easier. Well, that's, that's what I got out of it anyway. But um, also you're actually a very good educator. Oh, thank you. Because I thought it was going to be, you know, me and Daniel, we, we, we get to work with you, we get to talk shit with you, and then sitting, like, I was like, fuck, is this going to be hard to take Thomas seriously, sitting uh, sitting in front of a camera with him, but you're actually, you're really good at talking to talking to the masses, educating people, so yeah, the UK tour is going to be sick, the revenge tour. Revenge <laughs> <laughs> tour. Um, anything else you want to talk about, coach development program? No, not really. No. Just, just if you've got any questions about it, you know, and you're listening to this, just reach out. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll leave applications pretty much open right up until uh, the course kicks off, unless spots fill up, uh, and it's pretty close to filling up. But all that happens is then you go on a wait list and you get put in the next intake. Uh, so it is important that if you're thinking about it, you get onto me as as quick as you can. Sweet. All right, I've got a few. Um, <clears throat> I've got a few topics uh, that I wanted to talk about today that I wanted to bring up. The first one, I'm going to kick this one uh, off. We're going to get Rochelle on the podcast too. So she's, a nutri- like you said before, she's a nutritionist here at Zero. Um, so we're going to talk about this stuff with her as well. But I wanted to talk t- today about how to eat healthy on a budget. Mm-hmm. That's the first topic. What do you guys think? First of all, we need to establish what the budget is. Do we need to establish what healthy mm. is? You know, yes. Define what healthy mm-hmm. is. There we go. Um I, I think it's by and large, you know, my, my background, of course, is, is in nutrition and uh, my passion when I was working in nutrition was food systems. Like my, I did two research education scholarships through uni and they were both in like the food system and, and resources and boring stuff like that. That's actually super, super important. Like, I mean, most of us, most people don't know where your food comes from. Like when you go to the supermarket and you can buy an apple at any time of the year, that's wrong. It's against nature. You know, when you go to the supermarket, you can buy an orange at any time. It's wrong. It's against nature. You know, fruit and vegetables are seasonal. And we're just so lucky these days, like you were saying before, access to healthy food. We're lucky these days that we can walk in and get whatever we want. And it's really interesting to see when there's like, you guys remember when that cyclone happened up north and the bananas got wiped out Mm -hmm. and they were like 20 bucks a kilo? Mm. I can't get my bananas hundred years ago, if you were in a specific spot in the world, you could never get a banana in your life. Mm. You know, now you can go anywhere and basically get anything you want. Like the, the world has very much changed because of, you know, uh, modern day transport and all that sort of stuff. But even in the modern times, 
if you're out like where even where Bridget's parents live, maybe a, a little bit further afield from there, and you go to the the local store to buy a cabbage, it's not like two dollars. It's probably ten dollars, and it's probably half rotten. And I was just gonna say, when I was a kid, it was just seasonal fruit out there. Like we couldn't get a mango whenever we wanted. No, like you could only get it in the summer. And so I was always excited for the summer fruits. Yeah, yeah. and so you, you probably grew half your stuff yourself as well. Or most yeah. people out there probably grew half their stuff th- th- themselves. Anyway. Most people living in a you know built up ur- urban area like pretty much everyone listening to this is, uh, it's not that expensive to eat quote unquote healthy on a on a budget. It, it's a myth that like uh, healthy food is expensive. There's there's definitely elements of truth to it. If you are super poor, like if you've got if you're a single mother, you've got three kids, you're working two jobs, and you're barely scraping through financially, what's going to be more appealing? Uh, you know, spending $10 on a head of broccoli and a bag of rice and limited meat because meat's expensive when you look at it like that or going to a fish and chip shop and buying $10 of fish and chips. Mm-hmm. Like you can get a lot more calories, a lot more food, a lot more satiation from something like that. Uh, so in extreme cases, there is an element of truth to it for sure. But for most people, it's not that hard. It just comes down to either a lack of organization, preparation, and to be honest, just a lack of cooking skills. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people shy away from it because they're like, it doesn't taste good. It's like, it tastes fine. You just don't know how to make it taste good. It's a reality, right? 100%. Competition's the perfect example. People bringing their bland ass, fucking <laughs> dry ass chicken. Burnt, burnt chicken rissoles or whatever. Burnt the hell weird they were. ass chicken rissoles <laughs> and burnts on one side. <laughs> <laughs> Learn how to cook. It's, um, yeah, so for me, when I think about uh, how, to eat, how to eat healthy on a budget, um, like we said before, we've got to establish what the budget is. How much can you spend? What, how much can you allocate towards your groceries? Things like that. Um, but eating healthy for me, I just think it's all about eating in moderation. Are you getting enough, uh, are you getting enough protein in? Are you getting enough uh, micronutrients? Are you getting enough fruit and vegetables a day? Um, are you eating, depending on what your goals are as well, are you eating in a surplus? Are you trying to get stronger? Are you trying to get bigger? Or are you eating in a deficit? It's um, quite like... On paper, it's quite simple, um, but that's you, you need some like basic nutrition literacy as well. Yeah, um, because what I mean by that is you need to be able to pick up a food and, and read a label, or have the skill to be able to understand what nutrients a particular food yields. That's mm-hmm. going to help you a lot in terms of walking around the supermarket and being like, okay, well, I want X amount of protein. Uh, steak is really expensive tuna per 100 grams is maybe less expensive chicken breast again is maybe less expensive you know it 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 takes some nutrition skill and literacy to uh, be able to even work this out so really step one you know is is understand what your requirements are like james said you know understand what your budget is and what eating healthy is to you um, and then start to to figure out a plan to build around that um and it's not hard to get that nutrition literacy. Like it's it's really, really, really quite basic stuff. If you start going down rabbit holes of trying to understand nutrition and on a deeper level than like this is how you read a food label, that's where you'll get confused. Mm. Know about how much protein you need, know how to read a food label, know how to look up something like Nuttab or use something like um, MyFitnessPal or Calorie King or whatever um, so you can plan it out and it'll make your life so much easier. 
Yeah, I know. I know. I know some uni students that you know they're living very. Uh, they're on a very tight budget, and they eat better than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just comes down to planning as well. So you know, like trying to find a cheap carbohydrate source, you can get rice really cheap. You buy it in bulk; it's cheaper. Well, uh, I, was, I was about to say that's the other thing is if you're trying to do everything through a supermarket, you're going to get disappointed. Yeah. Like if you want lots of fruit and veg, go to a fruit and vegetable market. Yeah, go to the weekend market. Go to the weekend market. You know, the farmers the markets are cheap. You might have to go a little bit further afield than just down the road, but ultimately it's going to save you money in terms of like you can get a lot more bang for your buck. You can take 30 bucks to a farmer's market and walk away with well over a week's worth of fruit and mm-hmm. vegetable quite easily. Um, same thing, like buy in bulk. If you want, you know, if you want to buy bulk rice from the supermarket, you could probably spend half as much and go to like an Indian supermarket, legit, mm. an Asian supermarket, because they'll have bigger bags of things like rice for cheaper mm. and a lot more variety too. Plus, there's heaps of cool, tasty stuff mm-hmm. at, at places like those where you can, where you can, yeah, make stuff tasty for a bit cheaper too. Yeah, and like uh, you know, going to the butchery for your meat as well. That's yeah. another one. Buying your meat in bulk. Um, just speaking on the rice, CJ, does your mum have like a big c- container? Like it's like a no, it's a, just a massive sack of rice that's yeah. made of that plastic mm. with a mug and a broken handle. Yep. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah. classic. Uh, yeah, so that's what I do as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> just buying everything in bulk, so you can go to a butcher's for your meat. You got to also manage your expectations. If you're on a budget, you're not going to be eating wagyu steak. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to settle for the for the chicken breast and uh and things like that. I don't know what the cheapest well, uh, cut of meat is. Man, like. Bang for buck, something like Super Butcher, you buy kangaroo mints for like $8 a kilo, which is $4 a kilo cheaper than the supermarkets. And it's essentially straight protein. Like there's very little carbohydrate or fat in it. Super lean, super cheap. If you know how to cook, you can make it tasty. Like So I live off pretty much kangaroo. So I have kangaroo fillet for uh, for breakfast, kangaroo fillet, yeah. And then I have kangaroo mints for lunch and dinner. This is my number one meat sauce. And I, I'm a food nerd, so kangaroo is really, really, really environmentally sustainable. Because mm-hmm. mm. yeah. are they a pest here in Australia? Yeah, there's more kangaroos yeah. than people. There's about 50 million kangaroos in Australia. A lot of them got well, wiped out in the last drought. Let's say four, <laughs> four, minus one. 49,999 <laughs> million left after Bridget. R.I.P. Moment of silence, please, please, please. Yeah. <laughs> For a headline. Touchy subject. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they're they're a pest. Um, but because they're not commercially fi- farmed, they're game meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not only are you doing the farmers a favor, you're doing the environment a favor as well. And they're super lean and super tasty. Yeah, really good. Uh, what's another? What's some other protein sources that are very cheap? Nasty ass fish. Yeah, fish. You can get a bassa. What's bassa? Oh. Is bassa the same as tilapia, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, so you can get bassa. That's very Is cheap. Really? Mm. Mm. Oh. That's a very cheap uh, protein source. What else we got? It's a cheap for a reason. Like, <laughs> you can get chicken breast these days if you buy in bulk is cheap yeah. as. Mm. You can go to a farmer's market, you get 30 eggs for something ridiculous as well. Yeah, or off the side of the road. Mm. Just drive out towards like Mount Tambourine mm-hmm. or Bodez's, stop and support some local person with chickens. Yeah. One of my clients brings me eggs almost every week. Barn laid eggs. They're the nice. ones that are in the fridge. I think, did you take them? I take them every week because they just sit there for ages. No, he brings in new ones every week. Yeah. And I always feel bad because I'm like, ah, oh, they're still in the fridge. <laughs> they're good. Uh, um, or you could just get your own chickens. I did, and then he ate them. Really? Yeah, he killed my chickens. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. So I, I had fully grown chickens? Yeah, I had chickens before I got Buddy. So I got Buddy and I already had four chickens. <laughs> one died of natural causes. That one was whitey. It was white. Then I had 
Brownie, Blackie, and Dr. Brown Browningtons. <laughs> Bro, you, you sound like a Filipino mum. That's what <laughs> Filipino families name their dogs. Yeah. Anyway, um, Whitey died of natural causes. Blackie was out the back one day, and I thought, I think they're getting along, so I'm just going to see what happens if I let Buddy loose. <laughs> Uh, so I let go of him and then he got this crazy look in his eye while looking at Blackie. I'm like, buddy, don't do it. And then he took off around the corner. <gasps> so I ran after him. I got around the corner and he had Blackie in, in his mouth. And I said, buddy. And he let go and she was all like mangled and trying to run away. And so I sort of turned around and let her. Let, let. <laughs> you let it happen. Yeah, you gotta let nature take its course. It's either I snap its neck or buddy does. Yeah, fair enough. He didn't, he didn't eat them though. Mm. So like he just killed them. Yeah. And so then there were two remaining, Brownie and Dr. Brown Browningtons. I just called her the doctor for short. She was Ooh, the doctor. Yeah, she was the the leader of the pecking order. She would like really mess the other ones up. She was a psycho. Um he just broke into their cage one day somehow uh and finished them off. Yeah, wow. Buddy. Yeah. There's a side of you that I don't know. Hey. <laughs> so me being an idiot, when when he killed Blackie, I buried her in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so, dig her up. Yeah, he, <laughs> he dug her up and rolled in there like one <laughs> night. Came home from being out one night and let him in the house. And I'm like, what is that smell? Jeez. <laughs> uh, oh, no. um, so we've got a. Uh, so yeah, that's another cheap source of uh, protein. <laughs> Blackie, <laughs> Blackie, R.I.P. Blackie. Um, but also protein powders. You know, you, you can go to a supplement store and pay sixty dollars for a kilo of protein. But there's also lots of really good uh, wholesalers online. Yeah, bulk nutrients. Yeah, bulk nutrients. You used to get another one. Um, Black Belt. Yeah, Black Belt. Black Belt's a local Gold Coast one. Oh. Um, bulk nutrients is crazy business-wise. Mm. Uh, for many years, they were Australia Post's number one customer. Wow. Like of any industry in Australia, they were Australia Post's number one customer. That's how big they grew. Isn't that wild? And it's actually really nice tasting protein. Yeah, it's good and it's cheap. It's like 30 bucks a kilo. Yeah. So, and obviously the more you buy, if you want to buy a kilo, you can chip in with your, if you're at uni, you can chip in with your mates. You can buy five kilos worth of protein and come down to something like $15 a kilo or mm. something, 10 kilos of protein. It comes down really cheap. So there are lots of ways where you can get in protein yeah. um, on a budget. Like we said before, tuna. Tuna is very cheap. Uh, also depends how much protein uh, you want to eat. Obviously, you've got to manage your expectations with your budget as well. Uh, what else is there? Well, I mean, it's covering the big things. Mm. It's covering the big things. I think ultimately what it comes down to is anything that's really important to you, you'll, you'll make work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if you are on a budget, you may have to, to support your goals, cut out something that's less important to you. Mm-hmm. It's just about ordering your priorities, you know. Um you, you just might it's it's funny like the the easiest way to look at financial priorities is to see everyone with an iphone because no matter what people are just gonna your iphone dies you just go out and get another one or you get out and then another latest x phone whatever whatever phone is your flavor you don't question the 80 bucks a month mm-hmm. you'll probably get a cheaper phone and a prepaid plan for half the price but you're like no this is just this is so important to me because we use our phones all day every day this is important to me and so i'm gonna it just works. That's just a fixed price. No questions asked. Um, and so once you start looking at other things in your life and you're like, actually, I spend a lot of money on that. I spend a lot of money on going out to eat. I spend a lot of money on whatever. I have eight streaming services. Maybe you can cut back on some of those that stuff to feed towards more of your goals so you can expand your budget a bit and make the eating healthy on the budget piece of the puzzle a little bit easier on yourself. Nice. 
So ultimately, it comes down to planning. Uh, that's the main thing. Yeah, it comes down to sure. planning. A little bit of nutritional literacy, like Thomas said. Planning, understanding the foods that you are putting into your body. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. Nice. So that's the first topic. The second topic that I want to talk about is gym etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> Do's and don'ts in a gym. Does anyone want to start? What's something you do do in the gym? I'll start. You say hi to people when they mm-hmm. walk in. You introduce yourself. Powerlifting's a small community. You want to be all inclusive, uh, especially here at Zero, where we, you know we we like we like the team aspect of things. So mm-hmm. it's um it's almost a given. You say hi to everyone when you walk in a gym. Um, understandable. People that come from a commercial gym when they first start here, they don't real they don't realize that's what you do at the start. But you know soon they understand mm-hmm. that everyone talks to each other. Uh, you always say hi to people. That's how you elevate a community, right? You breed that nature into it so that when people who are used to a commercial gym or intimidated or scared or whatever, they feel welcome. And they're like, oh, that person made me feel really welcome. The next person that comes in, they pay mm. it forward. 100. Shout out Jack Barnes. He's uh, someone that I noticed who does this. When he comes in every single time, he'll come and say, he'll say hello to every single person in the he gym. He does, doesn't he? He mm-hmm. does rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Every single time without a doubt. He'll say hi to me, dap me up, say give Bridget a cuddle. So you guys say hi, and then we'll walk around the whole gym before before he uh, puts his stuff down. Yep, Josiah was always like that as well. Yeah, lots of people are like mm. a, you were. Mm. Were <laughs> <laughs> now, now yeah now you have to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's like we'd be remiss to not mention a whole bunch of people, but mm. like thank you the Zero community for being like that. Yeah, it's so cool. He's just someone that stuck out to me because yeah, it's, he it's, definitely does. It's routine. Like I could be upstairs doing something, and he'll go out of his way to come up and you know, hey bro, like. Just dap me up and that's it. Yeah. Mm. Um, so always say hello. Be friendly. Smile. Greet. You don't have to smile. But yeah, greet people. That's that's a, that's a big do for me. Are there any other do's? Well, think about like Bridget and CJ. Think about when you guys first came here, what made training in a place like this more enjoyable than a commercial gym in terms of how other people were acting, how the gym operated. Uh, you know, that's the kind of gym etiquette that we need to promote, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the community that was different for me because I used to train at EMF and I'd always go to this little room in the back where I didn't have to talk to anyone or look at anyone and I'd do my whole workout there alone and then I would leave. Mm. Whereas here I came in and I forced myself to say hello to people because I was terrified of coming into a powerlifting gym and then I noticed people would smile back at me and they'd say hello and then I'd come in the next time and they'd ask me how I was and then we'd start a conversation and it just built from there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, much the same. Uh, I was at EMF as well and I would always go to um, just the weightlifting section because no one uses the platforms over there <laughs> and I just train by myself. And then, yeah, coming here, uh, I already knew a few people, I guess, through barbering and whatnot, like, you know, like Andy and all that. And they're people that always make me, like, I'm happy to see them. They always mm. make me smile because like, mm-hmm. I know it's going to be a fun time. And so, yeah... Uh, it wasn't hard to catch that the coming here that, you know, it's a very like happy, positive environment. Mm. Another do, do support people when they are lifting. Yeah. That's something that we do really well here. Everyone stops yeah. and watches. Mm-hmm. Everyone's happy to lend a spot or a hand. Uh, that's another thing that people do really well here. So do show support. Uh, you know, it is an individual pursuit of strength, but it is very much a team sport in that aspect. We all train together. We all support each other. Like I love that everyone tags each other tags a million people in the videos because you know they're all it's all it's all inclusive they're all part of the team 
Mm. Um, so yeah, do show support when someone's lifting. Like we all do it. It's all, it's just part of the culture that we've uh, got here. Mm. Um, you know, it's a little bit, for some people, it's a bit weird at a commercial gym, stopping and watching people. Like it's a bit weird, but here it's normal. Mm. We all, uh, it's, you know, it's out of support. So that's cool. another big do. It's really cool to see people like come in and then over six months really come out of their shelves and yeah, shelves and be transition. part of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like at first they're like, why is everyone yelling? This is so weird. <laughs> Calm down. Just relax. I'm not used to this. And then, you know, a few months later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that weird, like, you know, saying like, oh, it's weird. I think it's almost like they... Uh, well, for me at least, it's something you want to do, but you don't know if it's safe to do so. Mm. And then you come here and everyone does it. Yeah. Because every time people who don't train here, who I know that are outside of zero, when they see my videos or, uh, yeah, see see that, they're always like, oh, that's so cool. Mm. Like, that is so cool that everyone stops to watch you guys lift. And like, because that would be weird. Yeah. That's just not the etiquette, you know. <laughs> so that's like uh, one of my young clients, jo- uh, Geordie Cameron, mm. um, who's getting really strong, by the way. Did you see the video on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's getting Killing very it. strong. Eight months ago, he did a one rep max at 100 kilos, and now he's doing sets of six at 102.5 quite easily. Weapon. Yeah, so he's killing it. But he, um, he's been training somewhere else as well, as coming here, and him, you know, the first thing that he said to his uh, dad was, that place sucks compared to zero. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like literally what he said. Because, you know, he comes in here, everyone says hi. When he'd squad, everyone's going, let's go, Geordie. And he said he said to his dad, he's like, there's no vibe there. They weren't very friendly. Yeah. And um, I thought that's cool. It's like Geordie's a th- you know, 13, 14-year-old kid and, you know, he can pick up on the community here. Yeah. He's part of that community, I should mm. say. It's uh, hard because you understand it. Like if you're, if you're a person who's just trying to get away from everything and go to the gym – you know, at, a, at an EMF or Worlds or whatever, it, you, you might be really put off by people doing what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say you can't come to a place like that and be that person. You're more than welcome to sit in the background, not make a peep. You know, you're more than welcome to, to do that. Um, it's just that once you get amongst it, it's hard not to yeah not to really want to be amongst it. Mm. I even think of myself. Like I have historically always trained by myself. Even now I prefer to train by myself. But training by myself when no one's here is way harder than just having people in the room. Even mm. if no one's screaming at me, yeah. I like having people in the room now. Atmosphere. Which is so weird. I used to actively go to the gym when no one was there or when limited people were there so I could be by myself. Mm. And now it's it's the opposite. If I like if I come here on a or like sometimes I go to Brisbane on, on Saturday mornings before anyone's there or after everyone's gone. It's like, oh, I wish some people were here. And I don't want to train with them. I hate, I, I shouldn't say I hate training with people. I don't like training with people really. Um, so I don't want to train with people. I don't want them to yell at me necessarily. I enjoy it, but like I just want them around. Mm-hmm. You know? it, it makes such a difference. Yeah. I think I I also love seeing people train together and yell at each other. Yeah. It makes me really happy and satisfied in my own gyms to see that happen. That's what I love too. Like when I see, uh, you know, some of the boys in here put up videos, you know, like Benny Boy, Eli. I just love seeing how they've all become friends through yeah. this place. Yeah, it's, it's mm. wild. You know, they've got their own little thing like flannel Fridays and, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, lollies. Yeah, yeah, that's cool though. I'm yeah. like, they started their own little uh, thing in here. 
Do you yeah. know they routinely order pizza to the gym? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Get it yeah. delivered. Yeah. There's always Domino's boxes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I never knew that until after the last comp. Oh, We're yeah. Sitting around. Yeah. They're like, Tops, do you want pizza? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, we've got pizza coming. <laughs> oh, thanks for no thanks. <laughs> That's like um, two of the boys. Two of the pizza boys were here yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. Siong yeah. and um, Joel. Yeah. Yeah, they get pizzas every night here. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, Jimmy Barnes, he ordered a pizza the other day. It was like $35. And then they gave him a wee tune up. They're like, you know, you can get a $7 deal. And yeah, they yeah, get extra it. large for $7. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nutrition yeah. on a budget. Yeah. On a budget. That's, well, that's what they said. They go, bro, more calories. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. they order $7 pizzas here every night. And, um, right. but yeah. Siong, next guest on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I honestly thought it was a joke because I was here training when we we had nationals mm. and I came in after, like late at night and they're the late night crew. Yeah. Mm. And he was walking around with his phones like, oh, what's your, you want to jump in on this order? <laughs> and I thought he was taking the piss and he showed me, he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Every, like, they, right now? They literally do it pizza? almost every single night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only thing that pisses me off about the late night crew, <laughs> put, the, put the chair back yeah. by the desk. Oh, it's always like out in the middle of yeah. the chair. Isn't it? Yeah. The They'll chair. be eating their pizzas sitting on that chair. It's yeah. not actually a bit concerned. Oh, the mm. computer chair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just sit, yeah. But that, the bench. that actually comes under etiquette. Yes. Uh, put things back. Put mm. things back where you found them, for yeah. sure. Please, for sure. if you load up the leg press, please take the plates off. Mm. We have, um, not everyone's as strong as you, and we have some older ladies who come in here and train. And yeah. We want to use a leg press and it's difficult for them to have to unload all well, that. Well, hang on. So. No. Let's also say, I don't want to follow Sue on the leg press because she's way stronger than <laughs> me. Oh, my so gosh. It counts for the older she women is. as well. She is. Yeah. She's so good at so leg press. The older women don't get a hall pass here. <laughs> yeah. Actually, who was we? We were speaking about this the other day about Sue's leg press. Mm, it was me. Yeah. Because I was like, we we're watching Lisa's video. She yeah. was leg pressing five yeah, plates five aside. Plates aside. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I need to go harder on leg press. Yeah. And then CJ, he brought up Sue. CJ yeah, was like, I was, yeah. I was leg pressing like five plates. And then she was like, oh, can I jump in after you? And I say, yeah. How many do you want on there? She goes, no, leave that. <laughs> leave and leave I, that. I, I need to do a single leg <laughs> warm up set. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I like put my head down and walked away. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that is uh, put things back. Put, your, put the combo racks back. Mm. Uh, back together. Put mm -hmm. the foam rollers back. Don't use chalk at the chalk bowl. <laughs> this is really quickly becoming a ma mm. manager's grievance <laughs> of the week. Well, actually, so I, Daniel might kill me for saying this. So I was at Southside mm. yesterday filming. Monday. Monday filming. And we, we had this debate. So that they don't, like, they don't leave, they don't rebuild the combo. Nah, hang racks. on. Just before you finish, we are not taking gym direction from Southside. Continue. Well, <laughs> no. So I had this debate with Daniel where I was like, um, you know, you guys don't put the combo racks together. And he was saying, well, yeah, because that's annoying for the next guy that wants to squat. Oh, and, I and knew I was exactly like, what he'd say. Yeah, oh. but more people squat. Statistically, <laughs> more people squat more often than bench press. <laughs> Therefore, like, oh. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and obviously all the members were like, yeah, CJ. Yeah, and everyone jumped on. And I was like, whoa. That's why I don't go there. It's no, intimidation. <laughs> yeah. All right, go back to my blue gym. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm a, the combo racks have to be put back together. Mm. They look better. It looks way better. Yeah. And it feels nicer. Uh, deadlift bars, put them away too. Don't leave them Sorry, on the platform. Yeah, it does look better. Yeah. Daniel mm. was like, nah, it looks nice laid along the back wall. I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's all over the place. There's no symmetry. <laughs> like, it's, 
Yeah, sorry, I had to vent. <laughs> uh, yeah, put things away. Combo racks, put them back together. Chalk, please only chalk in a chalk bowl. Mm. Surely every uh, gym owner or person that works w- works in a gym thinks that as well. I've noticed people have been starting to bring uh, chalk over to the dumbbell area. Yes, to different machines. You yeah. find chunks of chalk this everywhere. This is so cute. <laughs> There's people who haven't been running gym <laughs> think, think that anything you say is going to matter to to the members. Legit. It's like uh, whenever something's bad, I go to brother. He's like, "Yeah, I'll send out an email." <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes. Like, yeah. The Use big this boss is the snippet. Yeah, the right? big so boss is something. <laughs> The big boss says something. Actually, I'll send you a video, CJ, of Hazza. <laughs> Hazza oh Everyone's gosh. seen this. Along with the talc. Yeah, don't <laughs> use talc in the gym. Put six bottles of talc on his legs, then walk straight through the gym. <laughs> Without shaking. It's the best video, though. Like, <laughs> so much. It's just snowing off his body. It's snowing, mm. yeah. He was, we were talking about it yesterday, and I was like, what did I say to you? He's like, bro, you sprayed me. You gave me such a tune-up. And then I watched the video, and I was like, yeah, that's warranted. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Mm. So what? Um, what? Why are they taking chalk to the dumbbell area? Because I want to use the dumbbells. Because they can't be bothered walking to the chalk bowl and chalking up. Mm. Mm. So what? Where do they put the chalk? On chunks of it on the machines everywhere. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's and then they get forgotten about, and then they get knocked off. Yeah, and then some goober stands on it. (laughs) Stands on it. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) The sooner you stop carrying, the 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 less old you become every day. Like some days when I walk in, I'm astonished the gym's clean in the morning. I'm like, this is amazing. How did this happen? That's Bridget, but yeah. I think I think the more annoying thing is people that don't put their rubbish mm-hmm. in the bin. Mm. I get a bit of, I understand a little bit of mess here and there, but like some people are just gross. Yeah. <laughs> gross. I, well, like <laughs> the thing that's always got me is like, I would, and I planned this for years, like strategically moving the bin around in the toilet. Mm. But people just like, I don't know what it is. People just take the empty turn and go, oh, I don't need this anymore. (laughs) It looks like they're just like, oh, I don't want this. And chuck it. (laughs) It's like a bin right there. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Chuck it wherever. Or like paper towels, pull one out and they all fall out and be like, oh, whatever. People putting used hand towels in the mop bucket. Mop bucket's (laughs) not a bin. The bin's on the other side. How good therapy. This is just a vent now. Therapy. I must admit though, like in, in 10 years, there's been some grotty stuff but no, nothing ever like real disgusting no. to the point where i'm like this is a disgusting human being mm. the weirdest thing is just people leaving undies behind yeah yeah like how do you, I, I don't know how you walk into a place with undies on <laughs> and leave a place without undies on and not realize <laughs> oh shit and same thing with socks like finding a sock here and there yeah, yeah. Like, how, how did this happen how did you come in with socks Take them off and walk out <laughs> with one on. Where'd the other one go? Doesn't make sense. Oh man. Um Beautiful. Any more do's? Any more don'ts? Nah. We good? I think we're good. We got a fucking cool gyms. No, we've got yeah. a good. And at this rate that zero's growing, I reckon we're gonna have cleaners next year. <laughs> I had cleaners until you guys showed up. <laughs> Thomas is like, I've yeah. still got cleaners. So sh- shout out to Cindy. She was awesome. She was once a week, eh? On a yeah. Sunday? Yeah. Once once a week. Then I, I think I went up to twice a week for a little while there. Mm. She was great. How good. She'd always be like, Thomas, you forgot to do this. Don't worry. I'll just buy it for you. Oh, thanks, Cindy. <laughs> How good. Um, unless anyone else has got anything else to say, that's pretty much us. 
Amazing. Sweet. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Zero Weakness Podcast. Amazing. See you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.